pulled it in, didn't make much of a move, but the officials immediately ruled it a fumble as they threw out their beanbags to that distance. East Nashville is able to pick it up, and boy, oh boy, have a chance right now to blow this game wide open. So after the turnover, they will mark it down, I believe, at the nine-yard line is where East Nashville is going to start. And if you're just joining us, we're glad to have you with us. Had some technical issues here. East Nashville leading 7-0, 3.44 left in the opening quarter. And Liberty Creek had the ball, completed a pass to Dylan Mitchell. It was knocked out of his hands, picked up by Elijah uh, Usher, who took it back inside the 10-yard line. And now a discussion on the sideline among the officials. I'm not sure if I think one of the officials hurt. Yeah, it looks think, like yeah, it looks like what they're doing. They're tending to one of the officials here. If you're just joining us, Joe Fisher, Jonathan Schaefer, glad to have you with us. East Nashville coming into this game, ten and two. They are the Region Five Class Three A champions. Liberty Creek eight and four, three and one uh, in Region Five as well. Great story, Liberty Creek, a team that just came into existence last year, went three and seven last year. This year, not only make the playoffs, but are playing tonight for a spot in the semifinals. Yeah, we've seen some schools over the years, especially in Williamson County. We saw with Independence and Ravenwood, they were able to get to a state championship and win state titles fairly early. Liberty Creek, a chance at the semifinals in just their second season. Pretty remarkable, unfortunately. We do have an official that's been taken off the field, limping off the field. Yep. So he will be out for the remainder of the game. I was thinking about that coming over here. The officials, I mean, these, these guys do a tremendous job, and it's – and a lot of them, there is a shortage of officials, and that's a reason. That's one of the reasons that teams during the course of the regular season are required to play a Thursday night game because you don't have enough officials. Yeah. So those guys are having to do a Thursday game and then a Friday game, and so just our hats off to these folks who do a wonderful job, really to try to give these high school athletes a chance to enjoy a high school football experience. Well, there's no doubt about it. I'm not sure if the official was hit when the player went out of bounds or what exactly happened, but the officiating crew will be down one man. May have been a non-contact injury. As Those happen too. Yes, they do. So East Nashville will have the ball first down. I believe they've marked it officially. I'm looking for the spot uh, at about the eight-yard line. East Nashville wearing red jerseys, white numerals, white pants, dark helmets. Liberty Creek, white jerseys, dark blue pants, blue numerals, and blue helmets. I think we're about ready to get this game resumed. Seven-nothing Eagles. 3.44 left in the opening quarter. This is an East Nashville team that has made two consecutive trips to the state final in Chattanooga. Ran into Alcoa both times, came up short both times, but trying to make a third trip. Possibility they could run uh, into him again? Absolutely. Alcoa playing Gatlinburg-Pittman tonight, as a matter of fact. No Soddy Daisy? No Soddy Daisy. <laughs> no Chucky Doke. And the shotgun. Handoff up the middle, big hole, touchdown. Boy, he went in untouched. Tremendous blocking. K.J. Johnson waltzes in for his 19th touchdown run of the season. Well, and he got in there with ease, and now with Liberty Creek, second-year program, really the first adversity they're facing here in the playoffs already down 13-0. How are they going to respond to this quick one-two punch, and especially the points off of that turnover? Yep, East Nationals had it twice. They have scored twice. Both with touchdowns, and now Aguilar on for the extra point. 
they rotate the point afters among a couple of guys here. This one is a left-footed kick that is up and good. So the Eagles of East Nashville soaring early with 3.39 left in the first quarter. It's 14-0 East Nashville on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. You're listening to WNSR, Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. Now back to the live action with Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. East Nashville Magnet School making its 12th playoff appearance, and they are off to a great start at home tonight, leading 14-0. 3.39 left in the opening quarter. Joe Fisher, Jonathan Schaefer with you. Adam Johnson, our on-site producer-engineer, getting a lot of the work done to get us on the air here for you tonight. Low driving kickoff fielded at the 20. 25 trying to bounce it outside again, and that's going to go nowhere as Mitchell's going to be run out at about the 25. And once again, Liberty Creek keeps taking the kickoff and going laterally instead of vertically, and it's not really accomplishing much. I do think a flag was thrown. Yeah, I see one there at the uh, 32-yard line. He was wrestled out of bounds by several Eagles players. See what the call is. Officials having a discussion there. Nice night, cool night. No drizzle, no rain at the moment. Had a little bit earlier on. Personal foul is going to be called on Liberty Creek. So that's going to walk it back, and they're not helping themselves at all. Boy, when you're playing a team that's been to the state final two years in a row, you have a fourth down they weren't able to convert because of a penalty, a turnover. Now half the distance going back on this penalty. Uh, Liberty Creek right now needs to find a way to stem that momentum. These two met earlier this season in the regular season, and East Nashville won that game 27-13. to That game was played at Liberty Creek. I think they messed it up, Jonathan. I believe that personal foul was on East Nashville. Okay, because they're moving it the other way. Yeah, they're moving it the other way. So they're going to walk it up to the 40-yard line. So maybe a little bit aggressive, a little bit too long, taking them out of bounds. I I think that's what it was. First down for the Wolves, pistol formation. Hand off to the tailback, pushing it across the 40 to about the 43. The tailback is Mac Tuggle, if you're just joining us. He is a junior. They list him at 5'6", 140, but don't let that fool you. He's got over 1,000 yards rushing and 15 touchdowns on the season. Joe, he can go. Yes, he I can. I mean, he's not very big, but he can definitely go, and credit to him and credit again to this Liberty Creek, uh, Creek squad that's won seven games in a row coming into tonight. Gained four on that play, second down and six. Empty backfield shotgun formation for the quarterback, Brian Rager. And a whistle will stop play. And that's going to be an offsides. I don't know why you would stop playing on offsides if it wasn't unabated to the quarterback. And I didn't see anybody sprinting toward the quarterback, but nonetheless, it's a five-yard goal. Well, and there's no contact with an offensive lineman, so I don't know. But instead of a second and six, it's a second and one, so Liberty Creek will certainly take that. Liberty Creek had a nice drive on their opening drive, got down, then got a crucial Illegal procedure penalty, so instead of a third and 
less than a yard. It was a third and six they could not convert. Second and one for the Wolves. Handoff once again, trying the left side, pushing across midfield into East Nashville territory to the 48. That will be a first down for Tuggle. And credit now to Liberty Creek. They needed to get a little bit of momentum, stem the tide a little bit, and now they're in the positive territory across the 50. Well, this is one of those, Jonathan, you don't need to get it all back at once. You don't need to panic. you got a long way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Still plenty of time, still over two minutes left in the first quarter. It's going to be a long game between these two. Both these teams like to run the football. Now, both can throw it, but their bread and butter is on the ground. Well, they've got an interesting matchup out here on the left side. They've got two wideouts split, and one is basically uncovered out here on the near sideline. Play clock is counting down on first and 10. Rager looking to fire across the pass. That's caught 40, 35, and out of bounds. That'll be a first down reception by Kyle Farmer, who's listed as a fullback, but he kind of lines up in the slot, does a lot of things for them. Yeah, that time he was actually able to be in the route behind the slot receiver and then just peel off and just run that corner into the sideline was open. Rager got it to him. First down, Liberty Creek. Another nice drive here for the Wolves. They are down to the East Nashville 36, 148 left to go in this opening quarter. 14-0 East Nashville. Man in motion is left to right. They're going to do a little toss inside trying to run, and, boy, good defense there by East Nashville. They had that stopped and stood up immediately. Keelan Anderson who plays as a running back but is an outstanding linebacker as well. He made the tackle. Boy, he came in like a missile, too. That was a blitz that time by East Nashville. He was able to – kind of about the same size as the running back, to be honest, but he was able to go in there and lay a hit into him. No, oh, he's much bigger, 5'8", 156. Huge, <laughs> huge difference. Gain of one on the play. Ball at the East Nashville 35, second down and nine. No, when you're 50 yards away, it's about the same yeah, size. That's right, that's right. I would want to hit either one of them. <laughs> right. Mitchell and Pomeroy split wide to the left. Shotgun formation on second and nine, man in motion. Now we'll set up in the slot. Hand off to the tailback. Tuggle tries. Boy, he has dropped for a loss. Boy, tremendous pursuit for East Nashville there on the penetration. And I believe that was Ladonis McGothlin, the junior, who was right there to make the tackle for a loss. Backside pursuit that time was very aggressive and very well done. Third and long coming up. And again, Liberty Creek just needs to find a way to get another first down, keep things going as we're getting close to the end of the first quarter. 30 seconds left in this opening quarter. 14-0 East Nashville. Third down and nine. Ball spotted just inside the East Nashville 36 in what is obviously four-down territory for the Wolves. Three receivers split left. In the shotgun, Rager looking to throw, being flushed, running left, being chased, sends it, has a man caught at the 20. It's a first down for the Wolves on the reception by Jake Barbudo, the senior. He was all by himself, an outstanding job by Rager being chased to find him. Yeah, he was able, he got flushed out of the pocket. I think Liberty Creek might have got a little lucky, might have been a little bit of a hold, but nothing was called there inside. But Liberty Creek getting the first down. Nice play by Rager. And that's going to be the final play of quarter number one. But Liberty Creek on the march. East Nashville 14, Liberty Creek nothing in this quarterfinal matchup in Class 3A in the TSSAA State Playoffs on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. 
Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team for many seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville double stack or the world famous Bar Lines grinder. Oh, you've never heard of the Bar Lines grinder? Two kinds of cheese, lettuce, Dijon, smoked turkey, smoked bacon, smoked ham. Now that's some smoke you want. Local brews and local spirits are on tap at Bar Lines. Take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of Music City. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel, Fifth Avenue, downtown. Welcome back to the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. Here's Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. We're so glad to have you with us. Quarterfinal action in Class 3A. Liberty Creek driving against East Nashville. The Eagles of East Nashville leading 14-0. First down, bouncing out to the left and carrying it inside the 20 to about the 17-yard line is Mac Tuggle, the junior running back for the Wolves. He's going to get four yards on first down. Yeah, actually had a pretty good hold to that side. One of the better holes that this Liberty Creek offensive line has been able to open up as Liberty Creek again just continues to drive down 14-0. But this game they've settled back down, settled back in after that turnover and then a touchdown for East Nashville. Yep, penalties and turnovers have been key, especially for Liberty Creek. Had a penalty that was costly and then a turnover that set up East Nashville on the short field. Second down and six from the shotgun Rager. Inside handoff, Tuggle trying to bounce it out nowhere. Boy, tremendous pursuit, and the tackle by Usher makes that in his pursuit. He's had a Usher's had an outstanding game so far yeah, for the Eagles. I think at the point now for Liberty Creek, they need to start mixing it up just a little bit. They're going to Tuggle quite a bit. He's not a guy that's going to be able to run between the tackles a ton, and we know East Nashville's speed, Joe. We saw it against Maplewood earlier this year. They will get after the ball carrier. That's what they're doing now. Now, remember, neither of these teams have even attempted a field goal this year. So even though they're inside the 20-yard line, got to believe this is four-down territory. Third and eight, Rager looking to fire, has a man. It's caught to the 10-yard line. That is Tuggle. Let's see where they're going to mark him, and that should be enough for a first down for the Wolves. Boy, they flooded the zone to the right. He went up and made the catch, came down inside the 10. It'll be first and goal. Well, and a good effort by him yep. in order to get that first down. I thought originally he was a little short, but he just kept working his way to the sticks and got it. You know, he's They haven't thrown the ball to the running back a lot this season. They usually rely on Mitchell with 31 catches, Pomeroy with 31 catches, but Flushing out of the backfield, they get the first down, and now first and goal for the Wolves from the nine-yard line. And they will send Pomeroy and Mitchell as wide as you can send them, one to the numbers, one to the sideline, both to the left. And the handoff to Tuggle, he's going nowhere. Boy, he ran into uh, Tian Curry, the senior, 6'3", 220, in the middle of that defensive line for the Eagles. I mean, the receivers were so far to the side, they were lined up on Jefferson Street, and they decided to go run right up the middle of the they field. Were, they were in another zip code. <laughs> Loss of a yard, two yards on the play. Second and goal now from the 11. Well, you rarely see anybody split out that not, far. Not that wide. You have all that space, and then you don't use it. 
Well, Pomeroy and Mitchell, they're two biggest receiving threats. They usually line up on the same side. They are both on the left side, lined up on second and goal. Man in motion is Farmer looking to fire. They send it out, flood it out into Farmer, who makes the catch at the 10, spins inside the 5, fight it down close to the 5-yard line. It'll be third and goal. Took those two receivers, had them run goes basically into the end zone, inside receiver, then just cut out to the boundary that time, got the catch, and Liberty Creek setting up once again. Farmer comes off the field for Liberty Creek, and he looked to me like he was hobbling just a little bit. That would be a big loss for them. He's very valuable in a lot of ways. Third and goal from the five for the Wolves. East Nashville leading 14-0, 8.50 to go in the first half here from East Nashville. And basically those are clear out routes by the receivers to get that receiver underneath open and go to the sideline. Ball on the far hash mark. They're going to roll right to the wide side of the field. Rager's going to keep it, going to try to run to the left. Now send it to the end zone. Has a man in the end zone. Touchdown, Liberty Creek. What a tremendous job to find him. In the back left side of the end zone, Dylan Mitchell with the reception. And for Mitchell, that is touchdown catch number five on the year. Mitchell went from the right the whole way along the back of the end zone in order to get open. He was looking for Tuggle the whole way. Yep. He went in the same direction as Tuggle was looking in the end zone for him. He was covered. Rager went back the other way, wait for Mitchell to get open. That was a fantastic play by the senior quarterback, Brian Rager. Well, what a tremendous answer for the Wolves. They really needed it down 14-0. Now on for the extra point. And the kick is up, and the kick is good by Braxton Socha. So a nice answer for Liberty Creek. 8.30 left in this opening half, and now it's East Nashville 14, Liberty Creek 7 on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. You're listening to WNSR, Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. Now back to the live action with Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. Quarterfinals in Class 3A in the TSTSAA playoffs. Gatlinburg, Pittman playing Alcoa, Mex County, Giles County, East Nashville, Liberty Creek here, and Dyersburg and Covington. So these are the two mid-state representatives. One of them will advance to the semifinals with a win tonight. You mentioned Gatlinburg reminded me that Dolly will be at Neyland State. Yes, tomorrow. she will. I thought that was very interesting. Some of the comments after that, a little short pooch kick fielded at about the 26-yard line by East Nashville, trying to get the sideline. Got a block. 35, 40, 45 midfield. He might go. He is going to go. He's going to take it to the house. It is a touchdown for the Eagles. Kenny Fuller Jr. They kicked it short to avoid the deep man. Fuller got two great blocks on the near sideline and took it to the house. Outstanding blocking that time by East Nashville. He got a seam, was able to bring it to the sideline, thought maybe he'd go down around the 50. Uh -uh. He kept going, slippery over to the sideline in front of the East Nashville bench, took it to the house. Another big play for East Nashville as they are trying to get themselves back to the state semifinals for the third year in a row. So Fuller with the return for the score. He was the up man, and... He knew what to do with it when he got it. He really did. 
Now you might want to kick deep to avoid kicking it to him. <laughs> That's right. So Avi Kapoor Aguilar on for the extra point. And that kick is up. And it is good. Did not take long for an Eagles answer, and it was a good one. 8.15 left in the half. 21-7 East Nashville on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. It's the NFL on Sports USA, and we're in the City of Angels as the Seattle Seahawks swoop into L.A. to face the Rams. The Rams can protect their house with Aaron Donald, then put up points with Puka and Cop. The Hawks can fly downfield thanks to Geno feeding it to Lockett or DK Metcalf. Fires to the middle, it's caught! Touchdown Seattle, DK Metcalf! It's the Seahawks at the Rams, this Sunday on Sports USA. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. Here's Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. Kenny Fuller Jr. takes it to the house for East Nashville on the kickoff return for the score to give the Eagles a 21-7 lead over Liberty Creek with 8.15 left in this first half. Kickoff will be fielded at about the 17-yard line by the Wolves to the 25 to the 30. Hit hard at about the 35, pushing forward close to the 37-yard line. And that's where the Wolves will start first down. They have been playing basically from behind the entire game. Had the opening drive, Jonathan, took it down, was driving inside the 30, had a really, and now a really, really late flag. A penalty flag as Farmer was over here on this sideline. He was on the East Nashville sideline, and I don't know if he was trying to get off and could not or what happened, but a penalty flag was thrown after the play and well after the play. I didn't even know he was on the sideline, no. to be honest with you. Well, he was in a sea of red jerseys over there all by himself. And that is a dead ball, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty on East Nashville. So that's going to cost the Eagles 15 yards. Just no reason. There, there's no reason to have a penalty in that situation. He was trying to get back onto the field over to his sideline, was impeded in doing that, and they picked up the penalty. And he was all by himself. There were no other teammates over there to help him get out of that, and the flag was thrown. So with that penalty, it walks it into East Nashville territory to the 48-yard line. Yeah, Damian Harris doesn't like the call, but that's too bad. Yep. You know, Rager responsible for over 2,500 yards of offense on his own, throwing and running. He's run for almost 1,000 yards this season. First and 10, man in motion is Mitchell running right to left. Play action fake. Rager's going to keep. Going to turn up field inside the 45, knee down at about the 45-yard line. I think they may give him progress to the 44. It'll be second and six. Yeah, good call that time. They ran the fake. He was able to go over to the right side. They were eight and nine in the box, so they were all – Clumped up there in the middle, had to come out and pursue. Good run on first down. Rager, big guy, 6'2", 184. Came into the game, 1,682 yards passing, 24 touchdowns, 915 yards rushing, 12 touchdowns. Second and six from the pistol. Rager fires inside slant, caught. 40-yard line, 39, going to be maybe just shy of the first down on the reception by number nine, Jackson Pomeroy. That'll give him the team lead in receptions with 32. It was actually a nice catch because that ball was a little low. He had to reach down to his shoot tops in order to come up with it. So nice play by Palmeroy. About a yard shy of the first down. They'll mark it 
at the 39, bringing up third and one. Liberty Creek moving left to right, trailing 21 to seven. Just inside seven minutes to go in this first half from East Nashville. Blitz coming from the Eagles. Handoff Tuggles gonna get the first down close to the 35. Well, they ran a run blitz right up the middle, and Tuggles sort of eased his way out to the left, just missed it, and got the first down. Well, I'm going to give Liberty Creek, their offensive line, some credit here tonight. They're doing a good job. They may not be the biggest holes to run through, but giving Tuggle enough space that he's able to navigate through. You know, they don't have a tremendous amount of size. When you look at how they're listed across that front, 202, 217, 215, 187. Then they got a big right tackle at 293 in Titus Campbell, but they don't have a tremendous amount of size. Well, they look like a 3A school where East Nashville's got size of more like a 5A school. First and 10 for Liberty Creek. Keeper by Rager. Up the middle inside the 35, hammered down at about the 31-yard line. Tackle made there by C.J. Alexander, the senior. 6-2-280 in the middle. Yeah, we mentioned size. The big defensive tackle in there was able to make that play and fall on top of Rager. And you feel that when a guy that weighs 280 pounds falls on top of you. Yes, you do. <laughs> under any circumstance. Yeah, under, that's right. Second and six. Two wide out split right, two wide left. Pistol formation. Tuggle is the tailback. They'll toss it to Tuggle. He'll run left, try to turn up field, hit hard at about the 29-yard line. Boy, good pursuit. Lance Bell, the strong safety coming in to make a strong hit and brings up third and three. It's just tough for any team to out-athlete East Nashville. They've just got guys out there with plenty of speed, speed to burn, and that's what they're doing here tonight. Third and three for the Wolves from the East Nashville 29. Clock is running five minutes left in this first half. East Nashville leading 21-7. Winner advances to the semifinals where they will get the winner of the Dyersburg-Covington game, and that game will be played here in the mid-state. Third and three, Rager, plenty of time, now being chased, easing left, looking downfield, still looking. He's hammered. Oh, my goodness. He is drilled at the 34-yard line. What a pop that was. I think it was Malik Bowling yep. who made the tackle that time. And clean hit, very legal. But, man, one of the hardest hits we've seen this year. <laughs> he stuck him and sent him backwards and sets up a fourth down and eight now from the 34. That's one where if he could have just gotten rid of the football, brings up a fourth and short. Instead, now fourth and long. Let's put it this way. Rager hit the ground, and it took my breath away. That's how hard of a hit it was. <laughs> Fourth and eight, ball in the far hash mark. So the wide side of the field coming our way. Rager is going to ease this way. Looking, fires to the sideline. It is caught, but is he out of bounds? Oh, he got his feet down. Oh, he got his feet down inside the 25. It's enough for the first down. What a tremendous catch. Was that Mitchell with the catch? Dylan Mitchell oh with the catch. My. I don't know how he did it. have no idea how he was able to get a foot down and stay in bounds. The official was right there. He had the best seat in the house to see it. First down, Liberty Creek. They line up quickly, and now timeout is going to be taken by East Nashville. See, if this was the NFL, that would be the timeout so you can get the booth <laughs> review. That's right. <laughs> but that's not the case no. here. 
What a tremendous catch that was. It really was. When he turned it loose, I didn't think there was any way that he could get his feet down, and he found a way to do it. DeAndre Hopkins would have said, seen that and applauded the young man the way he was able to drag going into the sideline. Well, you look at these uh, receivers. Pomeroy came into the game, 31 catches, 491, six touchdowns. Mitchell, 31 catches, 440 yards, and four touchdowns. They're the two primary guys. Now, they do like to fire to Farmer. We have seen that coming into the game. 24 catches, 330 yards, so they do spread it around. But they, like East Nashville, would, would prefer to run the football, but they have at least shown here in the early going, Jonathan, that they don't mind putting it in the air. And we haven't seen yet catch a ball tight end Dylan Parrott, who has six touchdowns on the season. So on seven a, catches. Yeah. <laughs> Gee, I wonder when they usually throw to him. Maybe right about now. <laughs> right about yeah, they're now. at about the 21-yard line. <laughs> Pistol formation on first down and 10. Handoff Tuggle. Nice cut over right tackle inside the 20 to about the 17 where his progress was stopped. Lance Bell there again to make the first contact. I want people to understand. This young man's 5'6 yep. in the running back position, but he runs hard, and he gets beat up, and he just keeps getting back up for more. Let me give Jordan Houston credit there as well. The senior who leads East Nashville in tackles coming into this game with 85. He was a part of that one as well. Another one of those guys that plays on both sides of the football. Gain of four, second down and six. Yeah, East Nashville has several players that are on both sides. Ball at the 17-yard line. Approaching three minutes left in this first half. Pistol formation again. Handoff Tuggle again. He could go nowhere. Boy, he evaded the first man who shot through but could not evade the big C.J. Alexander in the middle of that defensive line. CJ's twice the size of that young man. He wasn't getting through him. I felt bad for him. That's right. Tuggle listed at 140, Alexander at 280. You're exactly right. Tuggle with a struggle. Tuggle looked like he ran into a wall. Well, he kind of did. You're right. Lost a yard. Tough kid. Third down and seven. Two wide left. Ball on the near hash mark. Ball at the 18-yard line of East Nashville. Shotgun formation. Rager running left, looking, still looking. Now fires underneath. Pass, is it caught? I believe it is. Let's look at the 10-yard line, and they're going to say yes, that he did catch it, and it should be enough for a first down. We waited for a late signal and got it. And it was enough to move the chains. Boy, Rager's ability to scramble, extend plays has been a huge part of this Liberty Creek offense tonight because there have been many times he's been under intense pressure, has been able to extend the play out, find a receiver somehow open. That was a good catch, too. That ball was a little low. But first down for Liberty Creek, they are inside the red zone. I think that was Pomeroy that went down and got that one. First down and goal for the Wolves. Just inside the 10-yard line. Moving left to right as you listen. Ball in the far hash. Pistol formation. Handoff Tuggle. Cuts up the middle. Hit it about the 6-yard line. A lot of traffic there up the middle. It's interesting. He might not be the biggest in stature, but they don't just run him outside. He has no, no problem running up the middle. No, they've got no problem doing that. They're confident doing that. Ah, got but we got a man out. down. We got a man down. It might be. It could be. Let's see. It's a Liberty Creek player. Yeah. And I'm afraid that is Tuggle. Because one of those big defensive tackles fell right on top of him. And I mean like a pancake right on top of him. And he is down at the five-yard line. We'll take a break. 124 left in the half. 21-7 East Nashville on WNSR and Nashville Sports Radio.
Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. You're listening to WNSR, Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. Now back to the live action with Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. The good news for Liberty Creek, Mac Togo got up and walked off on his own. Hopefully he will be okay and able to return because that would be a huge loss for the Wolves. Second and goal. Ball is spotted at the seven-yard line. Rager in the pistol, looking to throw. Rush coming, eludes one man, lost the football, lost the football. It scrambles back to the 25. Liberty Creek recovers all the way back near the 30. Rager was able to get on it. He eluded the rush, but had the football out there, Jonathan, and East Nashville was able to bat it out of his hands. The rush was just too strong. He had a receiver come on basically a wheel route who was open on the far sideline right near the goal line. Ball was knocked out out of his hands, and then East Nashville had a moment where they're like, we could scoop and score this. They couldn't secure it. Liberty Creek gets it back, but it's going to be third and extremely long. Third and goal from the 25. But as you said, the good news for Liberty Creek, they still have the football because East Nashville was thinking scoop and score. Clock running inside, 30 seconds to go in the half. Rager in the gun. Rush coming. Rager with plenty of time. Now easing left. Now going to scramble. And he's going to be sacked back at the 38-yard line. The sack for East Nashville. That is number 49, I believe. Chauncey Anthony. And that will bring up fourth and goal from the 47. And time has run out in this opening half. I thought East Nashville would try to call a timeout. Let me see. Well, actually, they're signaling that Liberty Creek called a timeout. I can't believe they would have done that. Well, they would still have fourth down. Yeah, but fourth and goal from the 37. If you have enough time, you're just chucking it into the end zone. I guess. Well, what do you got to lose at this point? That's true. Yeah, Right now they've got three seconds back on the clock. If I was East Nashville, I would have called a timeout. They do put three seconds back on the clock, but I would have wanted a fourth down to get a shot at it. You know, that play, it's one of the few times Rager's had a good amount of time in the pocket, but, again, nobody was open downfield. East Nashville had it very well covered. Then the pressure came after him. And now fourth and goal from the 37-yard line. Not something you see very often. That's right. Well, once you get – in the pocket, and about three seconds go, yep. it's over. Yep. <laughs> and uh, he had time mm-hmm. early on, but after that, it was all over. Well, here's another thing: his receivers aren't real big either. So when he's looking out onto that field, trying to pick out those receivers, see which one's open, th- there's just not a ton to work with yep. downfield. Well, I guess you just drop back, hope for protection, and heave one toward the end zone here. And East Nashville is going to drop four or five guys back, 20 yards plus off the line of scrimmage. Rager going to send it toward the end zone. A high arching pass, throws it up, and it is intercepted. It's intercepted on the final play of the opening half. So the interception for East Nashville will end this first half of play. 
and the Eagles will go to the locker room leading by a score of 21 to 7 in this quarterfinal matchup in Class 3A. We'll come back to East Nashville in a moment on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. How about Thanksgiving, though? Right here at the Omni. Experiences matter here at the Omni. Celebrate Thanksgiving right here at Kitchen Notes with its amazing and expansive holiday brunch that can only add to the wonderful memories of the holiday season. The Kitchen Notes Thanksgiving feast features multiple entrees, including sorghum, glazed ham, and pan-seared salmon, while the action stations boast smoked prime rib, and tender roasted turkey with all the traditional fixings. You're going to not want to forget that. So good. Also, save up some room for those very sweet endings. Thanksgiving brunch with family and friends at Kitchen Notes. Meals for children ages 5 and younger are complimentary. Make your reservations now by visiting kitchennotesnashville.com. Get you some delicious food. The Tennessee State Tigers riding the first winning season since 2017 close out the regular season Saturday at Nissan Stadium against longtime rival Tennessee Tech in a matchup in the new Big South OVC Alliance. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join former Titans wide receiver Chris Sanders and me on the game broadcast Saturday right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Pre-game show at 1.30, kickoff at 2. That's Tennessee State versus Tennessee Tech in the season finale Saturday afternoon right here on Nashville Sports Radio. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. Welcome back to the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. Here's Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. Halftime in the Class 3A quarterfinals from East Nashville Magnet School, just out of the shadows of downtown Nashville, and East Nashville leads Liberty Creek by a score of 21-7. Joe Fisher, Jonathan Schaefer with you here from this beautiful facility here at East Nashville, and uh, the Eagles uh, got off to a great start. Liberty Creek actually marched with the opening kickoff, got downfield, had an opportunity. They were inside the 30-yard line, had a third and one, and got a crucial procedure penalty. So instead of third and one, it was third and six. Could not convert. Since then, all East Nashville. Yeah, and then East Nashville was able to score on their next drive. And East Nashville also with a kickoff return for a touchdown tonight. So they were able to capitalize on that fourth down conversion that Liberty Creek could not convert on. Then come down, get a turnover, turn it into a plus seven for them, and then a kickoff return. And when you're a team that's competing for state titles, which this one has the past couple of years and doing it again here this year, you need to have those explosive plays. You need to be able to take advantage of mistakes. And East Nashville hasn't made very many so far, and that's part of the reason they're up by 14 at home right now. No, you're exactly right. They have not made many mistakes, and they have taken advantage of every Liberty Creek mistake to this point. You mentioned the turnover. That set up the short field. Uh, for the Eagles that led to their second touchdown uh, as a 21-7 game had a kickoff return. They kicked it away from the deep men trying to avoid the return, and and Kenny Fuller Jr. said, that's okay, I'll take it to the house myself. And that's exactly what he did for a 21-7 
lead here at the half. And this is an East Nashville team, Jonathan, that, you know, they, they went to the state finals in Chattanooga two years ago, lost to Alcoa, went to the state championship game again last year in Chattanooga, lost to Alcoa. They fully expect, and they've got it in their background, they fully expect to go back again. Well, and their neighboring school, Pearl Cone, which is literally just three miles down the road, has the exact same mentality there, and they're on the exact same path to get to a state championship, and that's been the mantra of this East National team all year. We're going to get back to Chattanooga. You look at the teams that they did lose to, they lost to Smyrna, who was a playoff team. They lost to FRA, who is a team that is still in Planned the playoffs. Planned tonight, as a matter of fact. Mm -hmm. So East Nashville lost to teams that were very good teams, and in the case of Smyrna, a school much bigger than them. And really, the defense has been on a roll. They've had three shutouts during their most recent win streak. They've been able to outscore their opponents during that time by a total of 202 to 27 during that five-game winning streak. So not only have they won, They've won big, and again, what I've been impressed with tonight is other than one unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, which never should have happened for East Nashville, they've played disciplined. They've made very few mistakes. That's why they're up by 14, and we'll get the ball to start the second half. And they do lead 21-7. to We'll take a break. We'll come back. Greg Pogue had an opportunity to visit with Ryan Callahan. We'll hear that interview coming up in just a moment on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. Bob's Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts. From the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob's Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob's Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. It's the NFL on Sports USA, and we're in the City of Angels as the Seattle Seahawks swoop into L.A. to face the Rams. The Rams can protect their house with Aaron Donald, then put up points with Puka and Cop. The Hawks can fly downfield thanks to Geno feeding it to Lockett or D.K. Metcalf. Fires to the middle, it's caught! Touchdown, Seattle! D.K. Metcalf! It's the Seahawks at the Rams, this Sunday on Sports USA. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. How about Thanksgiving, though? Right here at the Omni. Experiences matter here at the Omni. Celebrate Thanksgiving right here at Kitchen Notes with its amazing and expansive holiday brunch that can only add to the wonderful memories of the holiday season. The Kitchen Notes Thanksgiving Feast features multiple entrees, including sorghum, glazed ham, and pan-seared salmon, while the action stations boast 
smoked prime rib, and tender roasted turkey with all the traditional fixings. You're going to not want to forget that. So good. Also, save up some room for those very sweet endings. Thanksgiving brunch with family and friends at Kitchen Notes. Meals for children ages 5 and younger are complimentary. Make your reservations now by visiting KitchenNotesNashville.com. Get you some delicious food. Ryan Callahan. Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter X. Also, go Vols 24-7. Hello, Ryan. What's up, buddy? What's up, Ryan? Not much. How's it going, guys? Yeah. Good, man. Getting your shopping done for Thanksgiving? Ready to go? Uh, yeah, some, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Will you... <laughs> Wife pretty, makes pretty the list and you here. do the shopping, right, Ryan? Yeah, yeah. that's that's got to wait until next week. It's a, it's a pretty busy week up here, even though Tennessee, uh, Tennessee might not be as... Uh, Tennessee fans, at least, might not be as optimistic coming into this week. It's... Uh, been a busy week up here getting ready for what's uh, what's still a pretty big game for uh, obviously for, for Tennessee a chance to play the number one team in the country well you go ahead and get some early uh, Music City Bowl tickets for the Vols game there yeah I, you know <laughs> I guess possible, that was the, but, uh, yeah I didn't sorry second, Music City Bowl right to Nashville yeah I mean second uh, second trip to Nashville one year might be a bit much but hey I, I mean they're, they're certainly in that discussion now at least after after Saturday's loss especially if they Lose again tomorrow against Georgia. What happened last Saturday? Did it, I I had a feeling they may be in a look ahead. Missouri playing really well in a focused moment. You got Georgia on the horizon, and quite frankly, Missouri was just a better football team. Yeah, I think the bigger part is the second <laughs> the second part you mentioned there. I, th- I think Missouri is a, a better football team than a lot of people realize. I think they they did some things defensively that dis- that, that suggested to me that. That this is a game. I mean, Missouri just did a really good job of scouting Tennessee, and whether that, you know, maybe that required some additional off-season scouting, and they put a lot of time into it after being embarrassed by Tennessee two years in a row. Whatever the case may be, it's a good football team that had a really good game plan for Tennessee, and, and Tennessee clearly didn't didn't play its best. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think that game sort of uh, you know exposed a few things. Uh, you know, obviously it showed how good Missouri is if if they're if their good fight that they put up on the road against Georgia the week before didn't show that enough, I think they showed they're clearly the, the second best team in the SEC East this year. And then, and Tennessee, I think was exposed a little bit for, you know, some of, some of its talent issues that I think they still have. I, I think that game kind of showed that it's uh, it's Tennessee still in, in year three of what, what was a long-term rebuild. And in some ways, I think it showed that, you know, again, last year, that was a pretty special team and offense in particular that Tennessee had. And just without some of those special players, this is a very different team that against a few teams, including Florida and Missouri, has looked pretty average. And I think Missouri is another one of those teams that had enough weapons, especially on offense, to kind of point out some of Tennessee's shortcomings and show where they still got to get better across the, across the board on their roster. Well, Ryan, you mentioned, you know, uh, Missouri having weapons. It was one guy that beat them, right? <laughs> Pretty that, much. That was that was a big part of it. Yeah, Cody Schrader had an unbelievable game, but you know what 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 made it so tough, I think, for Tennessee to defend him is who else Missouri has on the field and and how they distribute the ball. You know, Brady Cook's become a really good quarterback for him. He had a, a, a few really nice third down runs that that helped Missouri keep some drives alive. And and he's he's tough to stop as a runner because you've got to worry about Luther Burden and some of the other good receivers they have on the perimeter. Uh, so it's just a, a pretty well-rounded Missouri offense. They, they they weren't even top three in the SEC statistically going into the game. It's funny, but they're just they're a really good, well-rounded team 
Uh, and they've got, you know, again, a, a running back that I think catches some people off guard with how physical and athletic and versatile he is. And, and Tennessee just, you know, I don't know if, if they just had a bad game plan for him, if Missouri's just that good offensively, but they really just couldn't find any answers for Missouri's offense. And, yeah, Cody Schrader had obviously a game that, that they'll be talking about for a long time there. The, uh, Greg, you, you might be able to come up with a, a more recent one. The, the, the closest I could come up with uh, to a team doing that against Tennessee with a running back was, Dexter McCluster at Ole Miss about 15 years ago. You know, it's been a long time since we've seen a running back just kind of run wild against Tennessee like that, and it was uh, it was it was pretty eye popping to see it see it happen. And just Tennessee come up with no answers when they were had the number one rushing defense in the SEC going into the game. Yeah, and you know, just I guess who they lost their what the the, the back early uh, the uh, the with the uh, linebacker who was it the uh, oh crap the slot linebacker somebody. That, that they lost early, and I just thought they had really, to, yeah. Tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow yeah. McDonald. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks game. for the assist yeah. there. Appreciate it. Yeah, I drew a yeah. blank on the name, but he, <laughs> but apparently he's going to be back, right? He's he yeah he's banged up, but I think he's he should be able to play yeah. this weekend. So that's a that's a big deal. But Tennessee is banged up in the secondary now. Obviously, Kamal hadn't been out a few weeks. I think some other guys still banged up there. So it's just that time of year. Everybody's dealing with a little bit of that and some guys are going to have to play through some of that. And, and we'll see tomorrow if there are maybe some guys who won't be able to play through some things. Nickelback to Marion McDonald is who he tried to say. A minute yeah. Ago. Well, yeah. yeah thank good you very job. Much. Way to be prepared. Yeah, I was prepared. I just couldn't <laughs> you just, I, just, uh, I was yeah. slapping myself on the head to get it out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, Ryan curious to know um, what you think George's mindset is, is coming into this game because you know, they got the East wrapped up. We know it's going to be them and Alabama in the SEC championship game. But, you know, if you're Georgia, you got to be undefeated going into that game because if things don't go your way in Atlanta and you lose a close game to Alabama, you're still most likely going to be in the college football playoff, I would I would guess. So, you know, still a lot for Georgia to play for in this one, correct? Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I, it. it it's interesting because there's still some possibilities out there that could make it complicated for Georgia to get in with a loss in the SEC championship game. I, I still tend to think they would find a way to get them in with just a you know a close, a close loss maybe to Alabama in that game. But it's at least something that's on the table because you've got so many so many one loss teams there in the discussion uh, that could that could make it an interesting race uh, if if things don't change in the next couple of weeks. So. Uh, Georgia doesn't need to slip up in a game like this because, yeah, then the SEC championship game becomes a must-win, and Alabama's playing well enough. I don't think you want to be quite in that position. So, uh, one, one interesting aspect of this, though, obviously, Georgia's coming off two pretty tough games the, the last couple of weeks. They 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 really took care of business against Ole Miss, but that was a game they had to be up and ready for, knowing that Ole Miss was good enough to to, to challenge them, and certainly Missouri two weeks ago. So, this is sort of their third week in a row of. Get, getting up for what's a, a pretty tough game for them, uh, relatively speaking. But I, I, and I think going on the road, too, they, they remember going to Auburn last month, not playing very well in that game and, and getting tested a little bit on the road. So this is in some ways their, their, truly their second road test of the season. And I think they went into the year kind of having Tennessee circled on the, on the schedule and knowing this is one of the games they would need to play well to win on the road. So I, I, I get the sense Georgia will probably be ready for this game. They got Brock Bowers back last week. That's obviously a huge deal. Um, so I, I don't think they'll be overlooking Tennessee by any means, even though the balls maybe aren't playing their best football and, and are a bit banged up. But it's still uh, a game. Georgia, it's important for them. And, yeah, they've got to be ready for the third week in a row to play a pretty tough team that's obviously motivated to, to knock off the number one team. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go!
It's the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. Joe Fisher with play-by-play and Jonathan Schaefer with color analysis. Now to the field for your second half coverage. Here's Joe Fisher. And the second half kickoff is underway. It is squibbing downfield, scooped up at the 20-yard line by East Nashville, trying to range and being chased down from behind for a loss all the way back to the 11-yard line. Trying to run from right to left and cover as much ground as he could. And that was uh, Kenny Fuller Jr. who took one to the house earlier and was going to try to do it again, but the house was not available this time. Well, it's actually their worst field position start of the game as far back as they are right now. Good strategy by Liberty Creek. Squibbed it that time because they had a kickoff returned in that first half, and now they've got Liberty, excuse me, East Nashville backed up toward their own goal. 13-yard line for the Eagles, first down. Jet sweep handoff running right to the 15, to the 20, to the 25, and a first down out of bounds. And that is Ernest Woodard, the senior, with the carry for the first down. There was not a lot of offense in that first half. Liberty uh, Liberty Creek with 61 yards of total offense. East Nashville with 86 yards of total offense. Penalties, though there weren't many, were critical. East Nashville had four. Liberty, uh, Liberty Creek had one, but that one was a huge one on their opening drive. Yeah, it was very costly. They marked him out of bounds at the 28-yard line, so it'll be second down and one. I think they had to sub a player out and bring one in for Liberty Creek. Yep, they sent a player off the field, so they brought one in here at the last second. So second and one. Individually in that first half, Rager for Liberty Creek, 10 of 12, passing for 95 yards. Lamb was one of two passing for 31 yards for East Nashville. They like to get it done on the ground. Usher, 30 yards rushing. Handoff up the middle to Johnson. He'll have... A couple of yards and a first down across the 15, and a late penalty flag comes in. And it came in way late, 20 yards behind the play. Now they picked it up. So first down for East Nashville. From their own 25-yard line, Martez Lamb at quarterback, looking to throw. Rush is coming, going to be sacked. Sacked all the way back near the 15-yard line. And I believe the Liberty Creek player who sacked him is down. Yeah, he immediately tapped to his helmet to show that he was hurt. And the training staff coming out right now, but I have a feeling this might be serious. Yeah, he uh, made a wonderful tackle for the sack back at the 16-yard line, but immediately, as you said, Jonathan, started tapping the helmet, which is a signal that I need some help. And he is down on his back there. We'll take a break. We'll come back and give you an update on the player in just a moment. 11-11 left in the third quarter. 21-7 East Nashville on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit jacksonboonracing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. You're listening to WNSR, Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. Now back to the live action with Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. 
On second down and 17, pass to the sideline is caught. He stayed in bounds on a tremendous reception. That was Woodard again who made the catch at about the 27-yard line. It's going to be a short game, bring up third down and about nine. Yeah, the good news is uh, that we need to tell that uh, Peyton McFarland, the player for Liberty Creek, who was injured, got up, took, uh, ran off on his own. Looked pretty good. Yeah, that time they had to throw the ball about 20 yards in order to get three. That was another one from the far hash to the near sideline, able to stay in bounds, but not much on the game. So Woodard with the catch. He's got three touchdown receptions on the year. Third down and about eight, we'll call it, from the gun. Looking to throw, looking long, over the middle, incomplete. Threw into double coverage. Was looking for number 14. That was DeAnthony Lanier, the senior. And that ball was overthrown and brings up fourth down in the first punt of the night. Well, he was trying to throw his receiver open. He was double covered. The receiver was getting a little bit of a step, but that ball was overthrown by about three yards. It was going to have to be picture perfect in order to get a completion. So number two for East Nashville, that's K.J. Johnson. Well, you got to be a little bit leery, don't you, when the starting tailback is the punter. Just kind of have to pay attention. But deep in their own territory, he's going to get this one a good high punt. Not too deep. Fair catch made at midfield. So Liberty Creek with Dylan Mitchell with a fair catch will start first down from midfield, trailing 21-7, but outstanding field position to start this opening drive for them of this third quarter. And they started the half on defense, but I thought that was a good job by Liberty Creek. They were able to get a little bit of momentum back. They moved the ball downfield to end the first half. Unfortunately, they couldn't score it now. Outstanding field position, 50-yard line. Let's see what Brian Rager and this Liberty Creek offense can do. The Mac Tuggle was their leading uh, rusher, 16 carries, 42 yards. He is not in the lineup on this first play on first down on an empty backfield. Rager easing left, rush is coming, going to be dropped for a sack. Sack back at the 47-yard line. Boy, pursuit coming from both sides there from East Nashville. They closed on Rager and dropped him for the sack and a three-yard loss. Rager didn't have a chance. Left tackle that time for Liberty Creek just got blown off the line. That got Rager off his mark. He had to move, and then the trailing player came in and was able to get the sack. Second down and 13 for Liberty Creek. Rager in that first half was 10 of 12 passing, efficient, 95 yards. The longest pass completion was 15 yards. Second down and 13. Keeper by Rager running left, lowers the shoulder, Fumble. lost the football. That ball is fumbled in play, and I believe East Nashville has recovered, and they have at about the 41-yard line. Rager fumbled it forward about nine yards, and East Nashville scooped it up. I believe that was the big man. I think it was Krishan Alexander. It was. Yeah, because he was trailing on the play. That ball, that ball literally just rolled right up to him. Uh, a scoop and score was not in his future, but he secured it, and that's he all thought, he had to he do. He was thinking about it, though. <laughs> the big man always does. Hey, if he's 6'2 and 280, I think I might get him out of his way. So a crucial turnover now for Liberty Creek. East Nashville with a football first down from their own 41-yard line. You know, Joe, those D linemen always dream of those moments. Got a late substitution late coming in. Late substitution coming in for East Nashville. That's number 75, Corey they, they Savage. They might need to call timeout because they, they have a miscommunication yep. with that player. They are a little yep. confused timeout. and finally going to take the timeout. Yep, they were not sure who needed to be where, so they'll take the timeout. 
leading 21-7 on WNSR and Nashville Sports Radio. The Tennessee State Tigers riding in the first winning season since 2017 close out the regular season Saturday at Nissan Stadium against longtime rival Tennessee Tech in a matchup in the new Big South OVC Alliance. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join former Titans wide receiver Chris Sanders and me on the game broadcast Saturday right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Pre-game show at 1.30, kickoff at 2. That's Tennessee State versus Tennessee Tech in the season finale Saturday afternoon right here on Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. Here's Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. So after the timeout, East Nashville regroups. They will start first down from their own 41-yard line. Eagles leading 21-7 this Class 3A quarterfinal playoff matchup. Receiver in motion. They fake the handoff to him, and Lamb is going to go long. He's got a man behind everybody, and that's broken up. Broken up at the 10-yard line. Pass was just underthrown. He was looking for Usher, the receiver, and Jake Barbudo was able to close just enough to get in the way. Well, and a credit to Barbudo that time, his recovery on that play because it looked like it was going to be a completion and a possible touchdown was slightly underthrown. Still a well-thrown ball, but just slightly underthrown, just enough for Barbudo to get in there and knock it away. So second and 10 now for the Eagles from their own 41. Hand off to the tailback running left to the 40 and dragged down near the 45-yard line. K.J. Johnson with a short gain is going to bring up third and about seven. Good pursuit there. want to certainly thank all our sponsors, Jody Jones Dentistry, Omni Nashville Hotel, Jackson Boone Racing, Strike and Spare for their help and their support of the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. Been a fun year. Third down and seven. Right up the middle, nothing. Boy, good defense there in the middle. Pushed it forward close to midfield. Going to be a couple yards shy. Boy, he ran into a stone wall and then kept going. He said nothing. Then he picked up five yards. That's right, he did. (laughs) I gave up on him. I should not have. Interesting decision now for East Nashville. Fourth and two, and they line up to go for it. And they are. And they hand it off to the tailback. And he stretches the ball forward and gets the first down. That is a heads-up play by the running back to take that ball and lean it out forward. Keelan Anderson, the sophomore, he stretched that ball out, and that was enough to move the chains. It's also risky because that's when the ball can get knocked away, and it can be a fumble, but a big fourth-down conversion. That moves the chains. First down, keeper, Lamb. And he's going to be corralled at about the 47-yard line. Gain of a couple on the play. Yeah, Dylan Parrott with the tackle. Nice job by him, by the way, having to fight off. The blocker was able to peel off and make the tackle. Have a Liberty Creek player down right now at the 48-yard line. I believe I'm looking at that as number 88, and that's Peyton McFarlane, who was down earlier. And he is down near midfield. Got a busy day tomorrow here on WNSR. Of course, prep football talk at 8 o'clock. Get you updated on everything in the playoffs. Fewer games to talk about now as it narrows down to the final four. One of those games will be Oakland-Riverdale where Oakland has had their way at Riverdale tonight. Well, a little bit of a revenge game. Had that long winning streak snapped by Riverdale in the final game of the regular season. Then at 10 o'clock, the JB and KB podcast. 1.30 TSU football, their pregame show. And then 
Later on at 6.30, the Grizzlies and the Spurs. So tune in. And What's that young player's name down with the Spurs? I can't think of it right now. The uh, seven-foot-four player? Oh, the uh, first-round draft yes. pick, the number one pick? He's fun to watch. Yeah. Going to be interesting to see how that develops because he looks like he's 7'4 and about 140 pounds. <laughs> but, but he's got a shooting touch. But, but can shoot the three yeah, and right. post up. And yep. That's pretty impressive. Well, McFarland this time is being helped off the field. He walked up on his own the first time. This time he's getting assistance. And walking gingerly off the field. It's going to take a minute to get him to the sideline. He is a senior. He's a starting linebacker. He's also a wide receiver. Victor Wembenyama. That's right. Thanks, Google. And he has finally made his way over to the sideline, and we're ready to go. East Nashville facing a second down and eight from the Liberty Creek 46-yard line. 8.25 left third quarter, 21-7. East Nashville with the lead in this quarterfinal matchup in Class 3A. Lamb fires underneath, pass caught. Woodard breaks a tackle, drag round from behind, loose ball. That ball is loose. Liberty Creek says they have it, and I believe they do, and they do. Fumble recovery picked up for Liberty Creek. That is Titus Campbell who got on the loose ball. First turnover for East Nashville. Well, and it's huge for Liberty Creek for many reasons. One of them is you had East Nashville moving the ball downfield, not having much trouble. And if they can get up by three scores, it's going to be very difficult for Liberty Creek to win. Now they got the ball. Now they got momentum. Down just 14 with 8-11 here in the third. And if they can punch it in, then we've got a really good game coming up. Well, that's the hazard, too, when you got a player just working hard, trying to get extra yardage. And sometimes that ball gets out there where it's available. First down for the Wolves from the 31. Rager, the senior at quarterback. Rolling left. Rush is coming from the right side. Fires has a man open. Caught first down at the 43-yard line for the Wolves. Nice play. Went to the sideline. A little hook route. That was Dylan Mitchell with the catch and a first down and a gain of 12. And Tuggles back in the game at running back that time. Is able to break off that route. Come back far sideline. First down. Ball on the far hash as Liberty Creek moves left to right as you listen from their own 43-yard line. Again, I really want to commend Rager with being able to throw the ball with accuracy on the run, extend plays tonight. He's been pressured a lot, but has shown very good composure. Unfortunately, had a fumble on the previous possession, but Liberty Creek defensively was able to get it right back. 21-7, East Nashville the lead. First down for Liberty Creek from the 43. Rager fires, passes caught on the run near midfield. Tackle is made. That was uh, Tuggle out of the backfield who makes the catch in a gain of about seven yards. And again, Rager, nice toss that time. Able to get Tuggle in stride. Keep in front of the chains here on second down. They really haven't thrown to Tuggle that much. This Three catches this year coming into this game. He's got two tonight. Yeah, it's usually Farmer coming out of the backfield that they'll throw to. He's listed as a running back and linebacker. Gain of seven on the play. Second down and three. Ball spotted near midfield. Ball on the near hash mark, moving left to right. In the pistol, handoff, Tuggle up the middle. He's going to be shy of the first down, tackled at the 48. Boy, they tried him right up the gut. They don't hesitate. No, they do not. They send that young man into the battle. And another Liberty Creek player is down, and I believe that is one of the offensive linemen. I believe.
believe that's Hayden Zimmerly. Yeah, hasn't gotten up yet. Is rolling on his back. It looks like 73. I believe you're right. Hayden Zimmerly, he's the sophomore left guard. 5'11", 217. And he is down near midfield as they're going to try to tend to him here. We'll take a break. 6.39 left in the third. 21.7 East Nashville on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. You're listening to WNSR, Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. Now back to the live action with Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. Still tending to Hayden Zimmerly on the field. He's lying on his back near midfield, looking looking at his right ankle, I believe. I think they're taking the shoe off. Yep. So they still tend to him as we are. This, for me, is very familiar territory. I, uh, I grew up about... Two miles from here, as a matter of fact, over on a dead-end street on West End, or West Avenue. West Avenue. West yeah. Avenue. Before Ellington Parkway was in existence, as a matter of You're fact. You're dating yourself. It was a big deal because when they cut Ellington Parkway through, they cut off half of West Avenue. Yes, they did. And our big deal was to go down there and climb that embankment that they made <laughs> to make Ellington Parkway. I drive Ellington Parkway every single day, and yes. I'm thankful for it. yes. Remember it well. Went to Hattie Cotton Elementary, which is up here on Greenwood, which is a couple of blocks away. A very different East Nashville neighborhood than it's been in the past. Yes, it is. It's flourishing. East Nasty. Yes, East Nasty. And let's not forget just a few years ago, a tornado that just went oh through this area. Oh, it sure literally did. Literally maybe even a quarter of a mile away. Yep, sure did. Zimmerly being helped off the field, and he is literally putting no weight on that right ankle at all. So that's a loss to the starting offensive line for Liberty Creek. A sophomore listed to come in behind him, handoff to the tailback Tuggle, and he is dropped for a loss back in midfield. That was a run blitz right yep. up the middle. Tuggle had no chance. That was bowling again. Malik Bowling, the senior, 6'2", 255, came into this game with 13. Sacks on the wow, year. That young man's having himself a game here tonight. Fourth down and three, and I believe Liberty Creek at midfield is contemplating going for this. Clock running 6.05 left in the third. Uh, they're going to have to make a decision with personnel. And it looks like they're going to line up to go for it. From midfield, fourth down and three. Shotgun formation. Rager takes the snap. Runs left, looking, rush coming, fires intercepted. Intercepted to the 40, 45, still on his feet midfield. Needs a block, he breaks the tackle, and finally dropped at the 49-yard line. The interception by Jordan Houston. That is his fifth interception of the season. Rager's had a very nice game. That's one of the few ill-advised passes he's had this evening. He's just trying to make a play. Went to the left side of the pocket and Kind of threw up a little bit of a prayer because yep. there wasn't anybody near where Houston was to intercept the football. So Rager, again, he's played well 
that one was a mistake. And so now you give East Nashville a short field. They start first down from the Liberty Creek 49, leading 21-7. We've gone turnover to turnover. Yep. Now back to turnover again. Martez Lamb, the junior at quarterback. In the pistol formation on first down. Man in motion is Woodard left to right. Handoff tailback. Breaks the 45, 40, 35. Still on his feet. 30. Spins to the 25. 20 and out of bounds. Marvelous run by K.J. Johnson. Oh, that's the best run of the night. And he was able to just work his way through the middle of the field. It looked like it'd be about a 10-yard run. Uh -uh. Kept going and down the near sideline. And now if East Nashville can punch it in here, going to be a world of trouble for Liberty Creek with a late sub. There's too many men on the field. 33-yard run. There's the penalty flag. They're going to give it to Johnson again. He's going to try to get outside. He'll finally just step out of bounds. I think realizing there's a penalty flag down, they're going to get five out of that anyway. Illegal substitution. Too many men on the field on Liberty Creek. Kind of a two-headed monster here for East Nashville, Jonathan. You got Johnson with 1,300 yards coming in. You got Keelan Anderson with 700 yards coming in. They are both sophomores. This team's going to be very good for a long time. With a junior quarterback. And already has been. And their other weapon is they play with pace. They play with tempo more than probably any other team we've seen this season, Joe. First and five now for East Nashville. Right up the gut, close to a first down, and, boy, bodies piling into the end of oh, that. And there's the yeah. penalty flag. Yeah. Got to be careful here. Bodies came in after that play was down. Now the question is, who instigated that? I'm wondering if they're going to go with the offsetting. Offsetting. There was a man blocking. There was a defender. East Nashville players are applauding, saying it's going to be on Liberty Creek. Well, it's going to be half the distance, if nothing else. Ball's at the six-yard line. It will be a first down, I think, either way, depending. But let's see what the call is. Dead ball. We understand that. Personal foul, East Nashville. Dead ball, personal foul, Liberty Creek. There you go. Offsetting penalties. That's the bailout. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. So it'll be first and goal from the six. Yeah, and those were at the end of the play, so the first down coming up. And East Nashville lining up there, ready to go. Sensing an opportunity to put this game in solid control, leading 21-7. Handoff tailback right up the middle, lowers his shoulder and powers into the end zone. Touchdown, East Nashville. Keelan Anderson, the sophomore, his 15th touchdown run of the season. Well, as you mentioned, they've got those sophomores at running back, junior quarterback, and now if they make the extra point, 14 points off of turnover plus a kickoff return for a touchdown. Big plays, capitalizing on mistakes. That's what will get you to a state semifinal. Lucas Gray on to attempt the extra point. They rotate kickers for the extra points. Gray is a left footer and drives this one up and hits the upright and it's no good as it hit the right upright. So with 4.53 left in the third quarter, East Nashville 27, Liberty Creek 7 on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. 
As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. Welcome back to the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. Here's Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. Homestanding East Nashville Magnet trying to make a third consecutive trip to the state finals in Chattanooga in command here in their quarterfinal match leading 27-7 over Liberty Creek with 4.53 left in the third quarter. Short kickoff fielded at the 30. And pushing forward to the 36, so Liberty Creek will start first down as East Nashville has not wanted to attempt to kick the ball deep tonight. But now the Wolves find themselves in a bit of bother right now, trailing by 20. 4.48 left in the third, so they still have time, but you kind of sense, Jonathan, every single possession now is critical. And it's really going to fall on the shoulders of their starting quarterback in Rager. And this is not a team that throws the ball a ton or throw it deep. Rager, the senior, in the shotgun on first down from the 37. Dropped the football. He pounces on it back at the 30. It looked like a little play action fake to Tuggle, and they actually made contact and the ball came loose. And that's been a little bit of an issue tonight for Rager. Again, I think he's played pretty well, but ball security yep. has been an issue. Had a fumble that was a turnover. Was able to get that one back, but a loss of seven. Brings up second down and 17. That's the last thing. Well, that's the next to last thing they would have wanted. The last thing would have been to lose that fumble. Pistol formation this time. Man in motion. Looking to throw Rager. Sends it to the flat, caught very short gain at the 32-yard line. Tremendous pursuit and coverage there for East Nashville, and that was Elijah Usher, who's had an outstanding night on both sides of the football. Uh, he did exactly what you're supposed to do. Good form, was able to wrap up, made the tackle in the open field, kept it for a short gain. I like his striped socks. Those are nice. They are nice. They got the, got the knee-high red and black stripe. Stylish. Yes. Third and 13. I'll get those for you for Christmas. I would wear them. <laughs> get some plus fours and you'd be ready to go. From the 34. Rager, rush coming, flushed, eases left, dumps it underneath, passes incomplete. Boy, you mentioned it, Jonathan. At this point, East Nashville is just laying their ears back and coming. They've been able to get pressure on Rager all night long. Now they can just aggressively go after him. And I think Liberty Creek, especially off their offensive line, I think they're getting worn down a little bit by this rush now. We're starting to see it. Now, Rager's the starting quarterback. He's also the punter. Averages 34 yards per punt. Standing back on his 20-yard line. Usher back deep to receive for the Eagles. Really no choice on a fourth and 13, but to have to punt it away. This is a low line drive, skips out of bounds at about the 35-yard line. And a little more extracurricular activity going on, but nothing leading to a penalty. <laughs> I think Lance Bell tried to draw one. Did you see that? 
<laughs> Did he, he somersault was, backwards? He came off the field and somersaulted backwards like he'd been shoved, <laughs> and everybody looked at him like, what are you doing? <laughs> a for effort. It, it was worth a shot. Well, so Now if you're Liberty Creek, you got to find a way to get a stop because that yep. was a quick three and out. A yeah. stop is big. A turnover would be bigger. Yeah, and East Nashville's got a chance to really put this game away now. Up 20 right now, 314 left in the third. Starting first down from their own 34-yard line. East Nashville leading 27-7. Martez Lamb, the junior quarterback, looking to throw. Rush coming. Breaks one tackle. Fires has a man. 35-40 with room. Midfield down the sideline, 45-40, and steps out of bounds for a huge gain and a first down, and I believe that is Woodard once again. Well, able to extend the play, got Woodard underneath. There wasn't anybody within 10 yards of him, but all the receivers had brought the defense down the field, so he was able to get plenty of yards after catch. Took it all the way down to the Liberty Creek 34-yard line. First and 10 Eagles. Handoff tailback, tries the left side, maybe a yard, and that's about all. Good defense there on the handoff by K.J. Johnson. The tackle made by Gabriel Rosario, the sophomore linebacker for Liberty Creek after a gain of one. Yeah, good job that time getting into the backfield, able to make the stop, but again, East Nashville rolling. And probably content to just keep the ball on the ground here and run some time leading by 20, but they opened up throwing on first down. And they like to play with tempo on offense too. Second down from the 34. Shotgun formation. Keeper. Maybe a yard, and that's about all, boys. Lamb ran into traffic. Ran into number 17, Max Dowell, a junior, as several second-team depth chart players in the game right now for Liberty Creek. And playing well right here. Yeah, Liberty Creek's been a little beat up by injuries tonight. East Nashville's been very physical. Third and nine for the Eagles from the 33-yard line. Inside two minutes to go, third quarter. And they're taking their time this time. Shotgun formation with runners flanking to each side. Pass is fired incomplete. Threw it a little bit too tall for his intended receiver. K.J. Johnson brings up fourth down. And a little lucky that time a defender yep. wasn't nearby because that was a little too tall, a little too high, and oftentimes a pass like that when it gets deflected gets intercepted. And could have gone back a long way with a lot of green. Instead, third and nine, or fourth and nine now from the 33. Well, you could opt for the short punt or go for it. And I'm not seeing any movement to punt this ball. And the Eagles are going to drop back on fourth and nine and go for this. Lamb, the quarterback. Rush is coming. Lamb being chased, and Lamb is going to be sacked. That may be a fumble. That's, that's, a, that's a live a fumble. ball. That ball is still loose, and it's going to be recovered by Liberty Creek at the 48-yard line. He tried to throw the ball on his way down, Jonathan, actually threw it backwards, which made it a fumble. That's the thing. Even if it was ruled a throw, since you mentioned it, it went backwards. So that was a live ball. Good job by the head official ruling that and keeping the play alive. And that time, Liberty Creek just brought the house. Jailbreak right up the middle, and they're able to force a turnover. Huge play that time. For the negative, if the player just takes a second, gathers himself, can pick up the ball and had room to run down the sideline. But instead, good news for the Wolves. They will get the ball first down from the East Nashville 47-yard line. 135 to go in the third. Liberty Creek trailing 27-7. you got to feel this is a must-score drive. Pistol formation on first down. 
Rager to throw. Fires far side on the slant, caught by Mitchell to the 42 into traffic, and he's going to push it to the 40, got to the 39 somehow. Well, Mitchell ran right into the teeth of all the traffic, but still found a way to get about eight yards. And we've got a player down, and I believe that is an East Nashville player. And that is number one. That's Jordan Houston. Yep, that's Jordan Houston, who is a two-way player for them, a wide receiver and a linebacker. He is their leading tackler. And he is down at about the 44-yard line. Well, it looks like a cramp the way they're working on his leg, yep. which that would actually be good news for them because, again, leading tackler, one of their leaders on this defense. What I like about the route scheme for Liberty Creek is, and they've done this a lot tonight, where they'll have the two receivers close together, but they'll be split wide of the formation. They'll have one go out long, and it's usually drawing the defense with him, and they'll get the receiver on the underneath, put him in a position where he can pick up yards after catch. It's a good play design. You can see whenever they have a player down and they stretch that leg straight oh, up, yeah. they're trying to alleviate the cramp. And Houston gets up and will walk off somewhat gingerly on his own. He's a nice player. I've been yes, impressed with him when we've seen him this season. Good size and said plays on both sides of the football, plays as a wide receiver on offense and the leading tackler on the defense. They'll try to get some fluids in him and see if they can get him back in the game. But right now, he is hobbling to the table to get some help. Second and one. Liberty Creek right up the gut. Boy, they just try to power it for the first down. I think they got it to the 37. Boy, they, they do not hesitate, even with a 5, 6, 140-pound running back, to just stick it right up the middle. Oh, God bless Mac Tuggle. <laughs> That boy, 140, 150 pounds, he's running head on into lineman 260, 270. And getting it done. And getting it done. <laughs> First and 10 for the Wolves inside the East Nashville 38. I mean, that's brave. Yes, it is. It is brave. 35 seconds left third quarter. East Nashville leading 27-7. Liberty Creek in East Nashville territory. Rager rolling left. Being chased out near the numbers. Fires to the sideline, intercepted. Intercepted for East Nashville at the 21-yard line. Pass was picked off for the Eagles. And I believe, was that number nine? Was that Lance yep. Bell? Lance Bell. Lance Bell, the safety with the pick. And a nice pick, too, because he actually caught that on the slide, stayed in bounds to pick it off and just not a good pass that time by Rager. But again, I don't want to get on him too much because you're down by 20. You've been rushed all night. You're just trying to make yep. something happen. And this is where when you're East Nashville, you're able to impose your pressure onto the opponent, force mistakes, fourth turnover on the night, I believe, yep. for Liberty Creek. Yeah, big plays have been the big part of this game. There was a kickoff return for a touchdown, an interception that set up a short field for a score. Yeah, 13 points off of turnovers. First and 10 now for the Eagles. 18 seconds left, third quarter. Handoff of the jet sweep. Usher, 35, 40, he's on his way. They're gonna chase him. 40, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, five. Touchdown, East Nashville. Elijah Usher goes the distance for the score. 
I believe that was 67 yards on that run. And I had a feeling if he could get second level with his speed, he could go the distance, and he did. That probably locks the door on it for the Eagles on the final play of the third quarter. We will have the extra point coming. That might have also won him the player of the game award, too. would be too. way up on the list. He's had a really solid day. Aguiar on for the extra point. Again, East Nashville rotates between kickers. Last extra point hit the upright. This one will go up and go between the uprights. Three quarters in the books, and the homestanding Eagles in command, one quarter away from a spot in the semifinals. East Nashville 35. Liberty Creek 7 on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. We all know that Nashville life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel. Mokara Spa is Nashville's highest quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Mokara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. You're listening to WNSR, Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. Now back to the live action with Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. As we go to the fourth quarter, let me correct the score. I looked at the scoreboard. It said 35. It's actually 34. 34 to 7. And I'd like to make a correction. That was a 77 yard touchdown. Let's not cheat him out of 10 yards. That's right. Short kick fielded and then dropped. Loose ball. It's still loose. They scramble for it. I think, I think Liberty Creek got it back. Let's see. I believe they did, and they did. I thought so. It was scrambled for as it was loose, fielded by an up man, came loose, and the Wolves were able to recover. But Big plays and turnovers have been key in this game tonight, and the vast majority have gone the way of the Eagles. Well, the number I want to give you is 20, and that's points off of turnovers tonight. 20 points off of turnovers for East Nashville. Also special teams yep. play, kickoff return for a touchdown. So when you're giving away 27 points like that because of the turnovers and special teams, guess what the lead is right now? That would be it. 27. And when you're playing a team like East Nashville again, has made it a goal to get to a state final once again this year. You can't make those mistakes. Now, Liberty Creek, just in their second year of existence, what a season Absolutely it's been. a great story, no that, question about it. Bill seven, Alexander's done a wonderful job. Three and seven last year in the state quarterfinals this year, but they run into a really championship contender once again in East Nashville. First and 10 for the Wolves from the 32. Handoff Tuggle running right across the 35 to the 38. He runs hard every single time he gets his hands on the football. And pops right up after a five-yard game. If he's not a wrestler, he should be. Because he's got that oh, yeah. tenacity. I think he could do pretty well. Second and five. 
And it was interesting, Jonathan, I saw there was a huddle of the offense over there on the sideline before they came out on the field that took a little bit longer than usual. And I'm sure that was kind of a, okay, we know where we are. Let's just go ahead and try to put together a really good drive right here. But East Nashville with an outstanding answer on second down, and that was the defensive end, Tyreek Lawson with the stop for no gain. I think right now you're just starting to see the talent and the depth of East Nashville take over. Third and five, 11 minutes left in the contest. East Nashville counting it down to a spot in the semifinals. And again, weapons that are sophomores and juniors on this team that are gonna be back with this squad next year. Third and five for the Wolves. Rager rolling right, looking. Now he's gonna tuck it and run. Gonna push it close to a first down. He'll have a first down close to the 45-yard line. Well, he looked downfield. Yes, he wanted he to take the shot, but there was nobody there. Good coverage by the secondary, but he made the decision, knew where he needed to get and moved the chains to the 44-yard line. And really that five defensive back look from them, that base nickel that they run, they've had outstanding coverage all night long. And you know for East Nashville, you're talking about that, trying to make their way to the semifinals. If they win this game and hold on, they'll host next week for a shot to get to Chattanooga. First and 10, handoff right up the gut, Tuggle just, I mean, you talk about running north and south, that's as dead forward straight as you can go. And he got it to about the 47 yard line, maybe the 48. I was gonna say he lowered his shoulder, but he's 5'6". Can't get much lower nope, than that. Nope. And that's not a knock on him. I mean, that kid's been awesome tonight watching him run the ball. No, he wasn't trying to miss anybody. He was just, he was running right down the hash mark. <laughs> Gain of almost five. Second down. Getting a breather right here. Rager in the shotgun. Rager takes the snap. He's going to hand it to Tuggle again. Going to try the right side. Breaks one tackle. Cannot get out of that one, though. It's inside the 50, and there's oh, a very late boy. penalty flag thrown at the end of the play. Yeah. Tepper's flaring yeah. a little that's, bit. That's going to be on Liberty Creek because that player for East Nashville on the Liberty Creek sideline got shoved and then ended up falling down. His feet just left him completely, so I think it's 15 coming up on Liberty Creek. Frustration's coming out here. Well, the East Nashville player coming off the field is Anthony Mark Morton. Takes his helmet off as he comes to the sideline. He's pleading his case before the penalty's even called. Well, I don't know how it could be on him when he was the one that got the worst of it. Yeah, so now they're now starting to move back. Well, Morton came off the field, took his helmet off halfway off the field and sprinted right to the coach like, I need to explain what happened, and it's not on him. That penalty is on Liberty Creek and going to walk it all the way back to the 37-yard line. I think he got shoved late and slid on the sideline, and it was a good way out of bounds, too. So Morton puts his helmet on, and the sideline says, Coach, I'm ready to go back in whenever you want me to, but it's going to be another play before that happens. Take a break, son. You're doing okay. Third down and 16. 9-19 left in this game. Rager. Throws, pass caught, nice pass and reception to midfield. It'll be a fourth and about three on the catch. Ball was thrown just a touch behind Jackson Pomeroy. 
he made a nice adjustment to catch that ball. He really did. He caught that ball really in mid-turn and was able to spin down close to the first down marker, but fourth down coming up. But it gives him a fourth and three opportunity from the 49-yard line. It really was a nice catch. Pomeroy came into the game 31 receptions, six touchdowns on the year. Fourth and three for the Wolves. Need to get the ball to the 46 of the Eagles for a first down. Pistol formation for Rager. Two receivers split wide left. They'll put Mitchell in motion toward the formation. They'll fire to Mitchell, it's caught. First down to the 40-yard line. They sent him in motion, Jonathan, left to right, and then he just took a slant and a little skinny post move and made the catch. How often do we see that get completed? It does a lot with that spread offense, that skinny post. You have that yardage already built into the scheme. You go out there five to seven yards, complete first down. Now Liberty Creek keeps going, down 27. East Nashville probably content to give up five here, five there. Just let the clock run a bit, leading 34 to seven. Yeah, just keep everything underneath. Rager in the gun on first down. Hands off Tuggle. Tuggle bounces it back inside, dragged down at the 37-yard line after a short gain on the play. Ryan Mitchell with the tackle for East Nashville. Tuggle is almost always tackled by somebody bigger than him. He gets thrown around, <laughs> but he just keeps getting back He just back keeps up. bouncing up. Boy, he runs hard. He's, oh. he's, he's, he's fun to watch. I'm a fan of this kid. Second down and seven. I mean, because with the yardage tonight, he's over 1,100 yards yep. for the season. Yep. I mean, that's no joke. Yeah, he came into the game only needing five yards for 1,100. Second down and seven. Mitchell kind of hobbling a little bit as he comes out here to split wide to the left. Pomeroy in the slot left. Rager to throw is looking left, is being chased left. Now he's going to dump it underneath, pass caught, and then the tackle made immediately. Pass caught by Mitchell. Gut coverage there by Keelan Anderson, uh, the linebacker who was there to make the stop for a gain of about one yard. Well, how about him holding on to the football? Yeah. Because he got walloped the moment that he caught it. He was open originally. Rager faced pressure, came over to his side, scrambled over to the left, found him, and then Mitchell just got drilled, but he held on to the football. Ball at the 36-yard line of the Eagles. Third down and six for the Wolves. Clock continues to run. 6.40 left to play. Rager in the gun, motions a man right to left who sets up in the slot. High snap, handoff, tailback, not much. In fact, going to be picked up and sort of slammed backwards, picked up by big Tyreek Lawson, who just said, nope, you are done going forward, my friend, and threw him backwards. The best way to describe it, it was almost like a German suplex because he almost got him over his head when he threw him backwards. And when he wrapped his arms around him, there was that moment where you went, yeah, he's, he's going in yeah, the air. Yeah, he's done. He's yeah. going to get thrown down. <laughs> yeah, when the legs come off the ground, it's over. And, yeah, he picked him up and just slammed him to the ground. It was legal. There was nothing wrong with it. But, yeah, he, all, about a half of a German suplex <laughs> on that tackle. Fourth and six. 5.50 left to play. And Kurt Angle would have been proud of would that. Would have been very proud, yep. Rager in the shotgun. High snap, Rager in the pocket, easing left. Fires downfield, pass intercepted. 20, 25, 30, still on his feet. 35-yard line, there's a flag down, however, where the quarterback let go of the football. That's what I'm thinking is it might be a late hit on the quarterback roughing the passer. Devarius Trotter yep. with the interception, but I believe this is going to be roughing the passer. Personal foul, roughing the passer. 
That will negate the interception. Yeah, Rager threw that into way too much traffic again. He's just trying to make a play, and then he got walloped afterwards. So one of the few mistakes that East Nashville has made tonight, Liberty Creek will be able to keep the ball and have a first down. Well, I see it. We talked about Mitchell kind of hobbling around a little bit, Jonathan, and he was down. He was not on a knee, but he was kneeling out on the field on wow. his own, and one of his teammates came over and spent some time with him trying to encourage him as much as he could, and Mitchell got up. He's clearly not 100%. Yeah, he's still hobbling out on the field. He's trying to gut his way through this game. Well, Mitchell is a senior. He's earned it. Yep. He's going to leave it all out there. Penalty will walk it off inside the 20. They'll put it down at the 19-yard line of East Nashville. Yeah, what's likely his final game? I'm not telling the young man to come out. Well, you might tell him, but he probably wouldn't do it. I wouldn't tell him anyway because I know he wouldn't do it. <laughs> 5.32 left. East Nashville in command, 34-7, but Liberty Creek trying to Make it feel just a little bit better here if they can put one in the end zone in these final minutes. Rager in the gun. Two wide right, one left. Yep. A little early movement, maybe encroachment there by East Nashville. And it is. It's back-to-back -back penalties there for East Nashville, so getting a little sloppy here near the end of well, the game. Well, still mostly starters in there. You look at yeah. their defensive line, that's Curry and Alexander and Bowling and Lawson who are on that front four. Usher, who's had a big game, still in at a corner. So first and five now for the Wolves from the 14-yard line. Just such a solid team. They're good everywhere on the field. That's what's really impressive about them is that you look at all their positions and they've just got talent all over the place. First and five from the 14 for the Wolves. Rager in the gun. Looks right. Pumps, fires back of the end zone incomplete. Penalty flag down. He was looking for Pomeroy. This is going to be interference, I believe, or holding on East Nashville. They're going to call interference, but, Joe, that ball sailed over his head. I thought that was uncatchable. Now, this may be the discussion among the officials in the back. No, actually, they're just picking up the flag. Well, he gave the interference indication. Yep, yep. Yeah. Line of scrimmage was the 14. I think that call's a little harsh. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. And that's what uh, I see the East Nashville defender pleading his case, or I think that's Morton pleading his case to the official on deaf ears. It's going to be walked half the distance to the seven-yard line. And, and there was a little contact, but I, I didn't see him clutch him. I didn't see him pull him, anything like that. So, again, that's the ruling, but it may have been slightly harsh. First and goal for the Wolves from the seven. 5.25 left to play. East Nashville leading 34-7. Liberty Creek driving. Rager, quarterback keeper, nothing. Broke the first tackle in the backfield, but was able just to get back to the line of scrimmage, and that's all. Big number 57, C.J. Alexander, and number 77, Tyreek Lawson. That's a lot to run through. Yeah, and this will be a bittersweet end of the career for Rager, who's had such an outstanding season, had 36 combined touchdowns coming in tonight, 24 through the air, 12 on the ground, a real dual threat, but he's just been running all game long due to this pressure from East Nashville. Second and goal from the seven. Oh, 
few instructions there for his tailback. Jake Barbudo, who moves to the right shoulder. Rager to throw. Sends it underneath. Pass caught at the five. Trying to power to the end zone. I believe he got there. Touchdown, Liberty Creek. Outstanding effort. That was Kyle Farmer. Made the catch at about the five, Jonathan. Just would not be denied and stretched that ball to break the plane and get into the end zone. Yeah, his seventh receiving touchdown of the year. And that's what you got to like because even down 27, he put in maximum effort, reached out, scored it. And now Liberty Creek trying to get to within 20. They'll go for the extra point. Socia will come on to attempt it. Quarterback Rager is the holder. Making sure they have enough men on the line of scrimmage, and they do. High snap. He got it down, and the kick is up, and it is good. Nice job by Rager to get that high snap down for the kick. So a little bit of something to feel good about for Liberty Creek with 428 left, 34-14 East Nashville on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. It's the NFL on Sports USA, and we're in the City of Angels as the Seattle Seahawks swoop into L.A. to face the Rams. The Rams can protect their house with Aaron Donald, then put up points with Puka and Cop. The Hawks can fly downfield thanks to Geno feeding it to Lockett or D.K. Metcalf. Fires to the middle, it's caught! Touchdown, Seattle! D.K. Metcalf! It's the Seahawks at the Rams, this Sunday on Sports USA. Coverage begins at 3 p.m. on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. Here's Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. 428 left to play. East Nashville 34, Liberty Creek 14. Liberty Creek after their touchdown. Everybody in the stadium expecting the onside kick here, including everybody on the Eagles team as they got the hands group up about nine players standing between the 40 and the 50-yard line. Kick angles to the right, takes the big bounce. Nice fielding job there, pulled down by number two. That is K.J. Johnson, who fields it at the 45-yard line. It took the big bounce they want, Jonathan, but right into his hands. He should try out for shortstop. That was a good snare on that. Credit to Liberty Creek, because even though the game's gotten away from them a little bit here at the end, they haven't quit. They haven't stopped. Uh, they put in a really good effort here even late. So East Nashville will have the ball first down from their 44. Boy, you look, after their loss to East Nashville, Liberty Creek rattled off point totals of 42, 47, 57, 49, 48, 42, 49 in all of their wins to get to this point. So credit this East Nashville defense for what they have done tonight. Hand off to Johnson. He's going to get about four before he's dropped at the 48-yard line. And for East Nashville, just grind away, get those first downs, and Get ready for whomever your opponent's going to be next week when you're hosting a semifinal here in the Music City. It's the winner of Dyersburg-Covington tonight, and you're right, Jonathan, it will be here next week for the semifinal. And that was a Dyersburg team that almost got upset early in the playoffs. They came in undefeated and almost got knocked off early. Yep, Memphis East team they faced in the opening round. Second down and six. Yeah, there were a few of those first-round surprises we had across the state. Yeah, usually those one-against-fours or walkovers for the most part, but every once in a while you catch one that sneaks up on you. Yeah, they're using up every second right now the play clock. Nice job here letting the clock run down, penalty flag down. 
Handoff to Johnson running right. He's just trying to find some place to get down, and he does at the 48. And another four very flags. late penalty flag comes in. There are four flags on the field. And there may be at least two or three different uh, yep, penalties. I think there are at least two. One, I think, happened as the play was getting started. One came after the play was going on. I think there may have been something totally away from the football. I haven't seen that much laundry since the college weekend. <laughs> no one does laundry on the weekend, Jonathan. <laughs> you know better than that. During the game on Sunday is when I would do it. So let's see what the conversation is here, what they come up with. Illegal procedure is the call against East Nashville. Then after the play, a dead ball personal foul also on East Nashville. So both of those will be assessed. Yeah, that's 20 yards. That gives a coach something to talk about a little bit, doesn't it, to say you got to keep your discipline, keep your mind about you here. You never mind having talking points going into the next week, even if you win. And they've played pretty well. Yep. But there's a few. There's a few. Penalties has been one of them. So they walk it all the way back to the 28-yard line. So that will bring up. Second down and 25 with the ball back at the 28. Clock is running, and East Nashville is going to be very content to take their time and just let it run down as far as they can. They wait for the back judge to put up his hand, which signals five seconds left in the play clock. They hand it off to the tailback Johnson. He's going to go nowhere, just kind of weaving and running around in circles and drop for a loss back to the 26. Still chippy. Yes, still a little chippy right now. Certainly frustration for Liberty Creek. They don't want their season to end, and certainly not to end this way. But And they're region rivals, so they definitely have a little bit of a history with even though Liberty Creek only in their second year of existence. As it's going to be third and Madison coming up. <laughs> A long stretch down Gallatin Road from here. Or as they call it now, North Nashville. North Nashville, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's an inside joke for some yeah, people that's out right. there. Clock running, 2.10 left. Third and about 27. Letting that clock continue to run. They wait for the back judge to put his hand up. He did. There's a high snap. They'll hand off to the tailback right up the middle. Breaks a couple of tackles. Still on his oh feet. No. Still going. He's going to take it to the house. 40, 30, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown into the end zone. He makes it there in time. Keelan Anderson takes it the distance for a little icing on the cake for the Eagles. That's tough. That's tough for Liberty Creek. You think you've got him stop, stopped? Third in Madison, as I was just joking around, he was able to find a seam, took it the whole way to the All house. All the way to Rivergate. Mm. With 143 left. If he took it to the mall, he's the only one there. For Anderson, interesting, you look at these two tailbacks, came into the game, Johnson had 18 touchdowns, Anderson with 14. Either one of them could be a featured running back in an offense. They share the load. Oh, there's no question. And they both have speed to burn and We've seen it from both of them tonight. Extra point for the Eagles is up, and it is good. Flag. And a penalty flag down. Mm -hmm. 
So let's see what this discussion is all about. Well, this is where cooler heads have to prevail with both these teams. They're going to call, I believe, a legal motion on East Nashville, so they're going to have to retry the kick. And after the kick, that's where if you're one of the officials, you might be going to have an official go to each sideline and be like, let's get the temperature yeah, down just a little bit. Yeah, let's get through this last hundred yeah. uh, minute and 43 seconds. Because how many times over the years, Joe, have we seen to where it, it gets a little too hot at the end of a game? So the penalty negates the point after. They'll walk it back to about the eight-yard line. I've always liked how they officially walk it off. I mean, you know, you know where it's supposed to go, right? But instead of just taking it there, right. we're going to walk it off and take the steps and put it down. It's tradition. they got a freestyle, too. I like it. So this is now a 25-yard extra point. And this one is also up and good. So the Eagles, a little less than two minutes away from a celebration, a spot in the semifinals once again. I'm a little surprised by the score yeah. at 41, especially considering that it was a closer game. First time these two teams matched up earlier this season. But again, big plays. Turnovers. Turnovers has been huge. Kickoff return. When East Nashville's needed a big play, they've made it happen. And unfortunately for Liberty Creek, once that snowball started heading downhill, they've just been forced into too many poor plays, too many poor decisions, which is not uncommon when you're trailing uh, by a lot of points late. So 41-14 for East Nashville. You look at their run, came in here on a five-game winning streak, and this is kind of right up their alley where they were in their five previous wins, 42, 45, 35, 40, and 40. So that's, this is the neighborhood they've been living in for a while. And again, their only two losses this year, Smyrna, who went into the playoffs, and FRA, who's playing tonight. Tonight against CPA. That's pretty good. Mm -hmm. So the kickoff on the way, it's another short one angling toward the sideline. This one's going to go out of bounds and will draw a penalty flag. If I'm Liberty Creek, if I've got any seniors that haven't played yet. Playing everybody, that's right. You're getting in tonight. You're getting in right now. Rager is a senior at quarterback. The backup is a junior, Ace Hogg. I was hoping he'd get in just so we could call his name. And we just did. And we did. So in this school's short history, Ryan Rager setting a very high bar at the quarterback position. That's the other side you look at, though. You look, Rager's a senior. Dylan Parrott is a senior at receiver. Jackson Pomeroy, a senior. Dylan Mitchell, a senior. Uh, Jake Barbudo, a senior. So they're losing a number of talented players on the offensive side of the football. Nice handoff, Barbudo, with a carry close to midfield on a first down. Opportunity for the senior to get a carry there. But it's a great building season for them. You're able to get to the state quarterfinals yep. in just your second year. Seven-game winning streak coming into this uh, in a region that, to be fair, moving forward is still going to be outside of East Nashville. Pretty open yep. and pretty competitive. First down from the 49. Clock running, 110 left to play. Liberty Creek would like to put one more into the end zone. They're going to hand it off again. Breaking a tackle as Barbudo tries to bounce it outside, just nowhere to go. A swarming Eagles defense 
no gain on the play. Yeah, Barbudo just started spinning like he a whirling dervish. There, yep. Yeah, over to the side trying to keep going, keep his season going, but was eventually brought down. I think we'll have one, maybe two more plays in this one. Yep, clock running, 42 seconds left, and Liberty Creek in no hurry. I believe they're going to get it down and run one more play and then pack it up and shake hands and head back to Sumner County. So one more snap of the football here for the Wolves. And the pistol formation. Handoff tailback up the middle. Barbudo is going to push it to the 42-yard line on what should do it with 13 seconds left. And I can't believe they're going to be in a big hurry. And I think that's going to do it. East Nashville, for the third consecutive season, will advance to the semifinals in Class 3A. A convincing win for the Eagles tonight over Liberty Creek by a score of 41 to 14. East Nashville Magnet now 11 and two on the season. They will get the winner of tonight's contest between Dyersburg and Covington. That game in the semifinals will be next week and will be right here in East Nashville. For Liberty Creek in only their second season of existence, an outstanding year comes to an end in the quarterfinals. Their season ends at eight and five. We'll come back and talk about it in a moment on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and Page High graduate who's been winning races since he was eight years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit jacksonboonracing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson Boone Racing. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team for many seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville Double Stack, or the world-famous Bar Lines Grinder. Oh, you've never heard of the Bar Lines Grinder? Two kinds of cheese, lettuce, Dijon, smoked turkey, smoked bacon, smoked ham. Now that's some smoke you want. Local brews and local spirits are on tap at Bar Lines. Take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of Music City. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. The Tennessee State Tigers riding in the first winning season since 2017 close out the regular season Saturday at Nissan Stadium against longtime rival Tennessee Tech in a matchup in the new Big South OVC Alliance. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join former Titans wide receiver Chris Sanders and me on the game broadcast Saturday right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Pre-game show at 1.30, kickoff at 2. That's Tennessee State versus Tennessee Tech in the season finale Saturday afternoon right here on Nashville Sports Radio. How about Thanksgiving, though? Right here at the Omni. Experiences matter here at the Omni. Celebrate Thanksgiving right here at Kitchen Notes with its amazing and expansive holiday brunch that can only add to the wonderful memories of the holiday season. The Kitchen Notes Thanksgiving Feast 
features multiple entrees, including sorghum, glazed ham, and pan-seared salmon, while the action stations boast smoked prime rib and tender roasted turkey with all the traditional fixings. You're going to not want to forget that. So good. Also, save up some room for those very sweet endings. Thanksgiving brunch with family and friends at Kitchen Notes. Meals for children ages 5 and younger are complimentary. Make your reservations now by visiting kitchennotesnashville.com. Get you some delicious food. Now it's time for your Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week post-game show with stats and analysis of tonight's game and your Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Player of the Week. Now here's Joe Fisher and Jonathan Schaefer. The Eagles from East Nashville Magnet advance to the semifinals in the Class 3A TSAA State Playoffs. A convincing 41-14 victory tonight over Liberty Creek. The Eagles now 11-2 on the season. They advance. They will host the semifinal contest here next week against the winner of tonight's game between Dyersburg and Covington. Liberty Creek season, they're only their second in existence. It's an outstanding year for them to make it this far in year number two. Uh, they finished the season at 8-5. and five. Joe Fisher, Jonathan Schaefer with you here from East Nashville. Uh, Jonathan, this game really came down to a couple of things, big plays and turnovers. There's no doubt about that. 20 points off of turnovers for East Nashville. Also a couple of big, long runs for touchdowns, kickoff return for a touchdown. Coming into this, Liberty Creek knew they'd have to play an A-plus type of game in order to win against a team that's looking for their third straight appearance in the state finals and state semifinals. Unfortunately, they made just a few too many mistakes, turned the ball over too many times, and once East Nashville was able to get the lead and get it big, impose their will defensively upon Liberty Creek and East Nashville sailing really to a win here 41 to 14. And, yes, they're going to host a semifinal with a chance to go to Chattanooga for a third year in a row. So huddles going to taking place now. Really the Liberty Creek team huddling on the field and taking a little time to kind of Kind of talk for the last time here is East Nashville. they got a lot more to talk about because they have another game to get ready for. You got some stats to go through? Yeah, East Nashville, 294 total yards to Liberty Creek's 151. That was a big second half. You remember, neither team had 100 yards in the first half. Yeah, exactly, and then ended up with 270 yards rushing on just 25 carries. So a huge second half for East Nashville, especially there in that fourth quarter. Uh, they had only 24 yards net passing. Uh, Liberty Creek had 150. And really, that's the biggest numbers offensively. One teaching point for East Nashville going into next week. Ended up having 10 penalties, 112 yards. You can't do that against an opponent in a semifinal game coming up uh, in next week. But really, that's uh, what got the job done. And Keelan Anderson will be our player of the game. Had only four carries, but 82 yards total. Two touchdowns in this contest, and really it was the rushing attack for East Nashville that got the job done tonight. Our player of the game brought to you by Jackson Boone Racing, and we appreciate their support uh, as well as support of all of our advertisers uh, who have helped make this possible uh, throughout the season. You know, Keelan Anderson, a guy I saw a story Main Street Preps did uh, talking about the running backs, talking to the coach, and, and saying, you know, Anderson – probably deserves more carries, but he's so valuable for the defense 
they just can't afford to use him up on the offense. And they've got another guy in Johnson who can more than carry the load. Well, what the good thing is is that he's a sophomore, so plenty of people are going to be able to see that young man offensively and defensively for the next couple of years as well. And I think that's going to pay off very well for him. I want to certainly thank our, our sponsors who have made this, uh, this season possible as this is our final broadcast uh, of the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. Jody Jones, our outstanding friend, Jody Jones Dentistry, uh, our good friends Todd Rodamel, all the folks over at the Omni Nashville Hotel. Biscuits. Biscuits, baby. Jackson Boone Racing, of course, who brings us our player of the game. Uh, Strike and Spare for all of their support for our post-game show, pre- and post-game shows. Uh, Southern Trophy House uh, providing the plaques uh, that our players have been provided throughout the year. and Certainly uh, all the folks at WNSR, Adam and uh, Ted and everybody, uh, who have made this possible? Q and Will back in the studio throughout the season, and want to thank the Bear Man too. The Bear Man, Todd Berry, who yep. came through, uh, Joe, who Joe. was here on occasion to help with stats uh, throughout the season. It's just been I, 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 there's there's just something about Friday night football, high school football, and uh, I, I it's it's just special. You can't beat it. Nope. There you cannot duplicate it. You can't beat it. And we got a chance to go to a lot of different schools this year. Went to Rutherford County, been here at Davidson, went out to Wilson County, Williamson, you name it. We've been everywhere, and that's what's always fun. It doesn't matter if it's a 1A school, if it's a Division II school, being in that atmosphere, seeing these young men go out there and play and play hard, that's what it's really all about. It's been an outstanding time. Jonathan, I've enjoyed the heck out of it, man. It's been a lot of fun to be here. And it's been a very dry season, too, which I've appreciated <laughs> this, that this as well. This is the best weather season we could have possibly <laughs> asked for. Yeah, we've, we've been very lucky in that, in that situation. Thanks to Adam Johnson for everything, all of his work uh, to make sure everywhere we go to get us on the air and do a great job and all the preparation and getting us venues and where we're going to go and how we need to get things done. It's been terrific. been a wonderful season. I can't thank you enough. Most of all, you. Thank you for being with us and enjoying uh, high school football at its best here in the Mid-State. I'm Joe Fisher. Once again, thanks for joining us on the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. Bob Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts from the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. 
As a Middle Tennessee-based company, Strike and Spare Family Fund Centers is committed to helping our community. This November, we are honoring our local veterans. Strike and Spare is partnering with We Are Building Lives, a local foundation dedicated to helping veterans get back on their feet. So far, more than 1,100 homeless veterans have been helped off the streets through the We Are Building Lives Foundation. During November, for every $5 donation made to We Are Building Lives, Strike and Spare will give you a free game of bowling. Visit any of our five area Strike and Spare centers to donate or visit strikeandspare.com to donate today and help our heroes find a way home. How about Thanksgiving, though? Right here at the Omni. Experiences matter here at the Omni. Celebrate Thanksgiving right here at Kitchen Notes with its amazing and expansive holiday brunch that can only add to the wonderful memories of the holiday season. The Kitchen Notes Thanksgiving Feast features multiple entrees, including sorghum, glazed ham, and pan-seared salmon, while the action stations boast smoked prime rib, and tender roasted turkey with all the traditional fixings. You're going to not want to forget that. So good. Also, save up some room for those very sweet endings. Thanksgiving brunch with family and friends at Kitchen Notes. Meals for children ages 5 and younger are complimentary. Make your reservations now by visiting kitchennotesnashville.com. Get you some delicious food. Thank you for listening to the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week. Make sure to follow WNSR on Twitter at Nash Sports Radio and on Facebook at Nashville Sports Radio for highlights of tonight's game. The Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week is brought to you by Strike and Spare Family Fun Center, Jackson Boone Racing, the Omni Nashville Hotel, Jody Jones Dentistry, Southern Trophy House. Thank you for listening to the Mid-State Checkdown High School Football Game of the Week on Nashville's home for high school football. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio.